Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the BH Drum Pod presented by BH Drum Academy. My name is Ben Hodges, and I'm the teacher of BH Drum Academy. Um, this is a place where you can always come and talk about drums. We can learn drums. We can go through it together. Uh, this is created all for beginner drummers. So this is the Learning to Drum podcast, you could say. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that's a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about something that we all have and whether we acknowledge it or not or whatever stage that we're at, um, it's something that we have to deal with and it is about mental health. Right now, just wherever you are in the world and if as you're listening to this, I want you just to nod your head or acknowledge or silently nod your head. Um, if you've ever had these feelings while you're playing drums at any time, whether it's in front of people or at home. Anxious. Shame. Worry. Fear. Negative thinking or like depressive thoughts. Overexcitement. Stress. Guilt. Nervousness. Fatigue or tired, or being uneasy or off. If you've had any of those feelings uh, during playing drums, that is completely normal, completely normal. I know myself, I have had a lot of those feelings. And I know there's some stigmas and stereotypes that go out around mental health, especially around guys, you know, we're not supposed to talk about our mental health. It shows weakness. It shows, uh, doesn't show strength when it comes to mental health. And that's completely bogus. Very, 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 very untrue. If anything that uh, I have learned and we have learned as a society is that it is totally okay to have all of these feelings. We cannot have perfect days all the time. We cannot just be um, 100% on or perfect or happy every single day for every single second of the, of the, of the time. And I, for whatever reason, every time that, um, uh, that I play a show, there's one of these feelings that comes into play. Uh, now, it, what's important about mental health and why I'm talking about drummers is because um, these feelings that come up while people play the drums can often be a barrier as to your performance or uh, even just your perception or your thought about the performance. And it can actually lead you away from playing the drums and uh, rather than towards it and diving deeper. And what I mean by that, I'll, I'll give an ex- I'll give a total example here is um, most recently I played this big, uh, big festival. Uh, it's called Country Dauphin's Country Fest. And uh, it was a big deal for um, the musician that I was playing for. Um, this may be a, a career turner. And there's lots and lots of rehearsals that led up to the final performance, which just happened. We maybe had about five big, huge uh, rehearsals. Um, and I knew the songs and we all knew the songs front to back, but it was a matter of uh, making sure the band worked together and all the little cues. And there were lots of little notes about uh, what is said when, who does what, who starts the song. And they tried to turn an average set list into a very, very big performance. And I was starting to worry um, behind the scenes. I was starting to worry that I may, I might forget something. Uh, I might mess up. I might uh, 
you know, let other people down. And I was starting to get a little bit nervous. So the showtime came and uh, I knew that I had been preparing for a long time. I've had lots of rehearsals with the bands. I've been playing on my own and I could have been, I couldn't have been more ready. I was so ready for this gig. And when you get on the stage and it's that time to play, um, you're, you have a choice really is to either to let those feelings of fear or worry or stress or even that negative thinking, uh, those negative voices that go in your head. You have a choice to either let them succeed and let them win or to push them to the side, press mute and execute your plan. And I was able to execute the plan. But however, many people who do not have, haven't learned the skills yet of resilience, um, often will find themselves leaving shows and leaving practices and ending drum sessions more disappointed um, with performances than actually feeling good about them. Um, Especially when you're a new drummer. You really want to try really, really hard. Uh, it's a first show. It's a first gig, first big deal. I remember my first shows, they were, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And after I played, I, I, I thought, oh, I, I could list about a million mistakes that I would have made. But how many of the crowd actually picked up on any of the mistakes? Probably zero, probably zero. And in reality, that's usually what happens is the fans and the people are in the crowd don't really recognize mistakes, but we are sometimes our own biggest critics. So what we have to kind of identify is, first of all, we need to know that it is 100% okay to have any of these feelings at any time. It's okay to feel off or uneasy or stressed or nervous. And it's okay to not be okay. There are lots of things that we can do as drummers and as humans uh, to help each other along through difficult situations. And we, like, we all have mental health, just like we all have dental health or skin health or physical health. It just, we got to take care of it. It's one of those things that we have to take care of. And I think that if we can build resilience and some strength behind our mental health, um, for drumming, I think we are going to be a much more confident drummer, which leads to bigger and better things and better opportunities for you in the future. So what's important is two things. One is we have to be able to identify and acknowledge these feelings. That's pretty important. We have to identify and acknowledge these feelings. We're not going to push them to the side, bury them deep, bottle them inside, and not let those things out. We have to identify that of what these feelings are. Give them a name even, right? Hey, this is a, I noticed this thought that's come through my head. This sounds like a nervous thought or a, uh, an anxious thought or a negative thought. Uh, and the other thing that's important is how we cope, how we cope and get support for these feelings, or another, another way to say it is, what do we do about it? So we have these feelings, and whether you want them or not, so what do you do about these feelings? Okay, What can we do about these unwanted feelings that exist or come up uh, right before showtime or as we're playing and so on? There is a few things I can offer as suggestions. Now, I'm not a, 
clinical therapist or a psychologist. Um, I've been to many. I've, I have my own personal journeys with mental health as, as I have, um, depression, a little bit of anxiety and I'm medically treated for OCD. And my thing is, in terms of OCD is I don't have like necessarily ticks, like as you might see in stereotypes of knocking on doors or checking locks or things. My thing is I get stuck on thoughts. And when it comes to drumming, uh, it used to be a time where a thought, a negative thought, would be so debilitating when playing the drums. It would ruin my mood. It would ruin the show for me. It would ruin my confidence. And it took me a long time to be able to identify that ne- the negative and depressive feelings were were lies. They weren't true. They weren't true at all, but they sure felt true right at the moment. But they were really debilitating because I really believed that they were true. So that voice of of the, of those feelings and negative depressed feelings were so much, so much louder. So I had no choice. If I wanted to continue this journey of being, um, the best drummer and enjoying playing music, uh, and even just to improve my quality of life as a, as a human being, I had to learn some skills of how to take care of myself. And that's what it all comes down to is learning how to take care of ourselves. Not just our physical selves or our dental selves, like for our teeth, we brush our teeth. For physical exercise, we we eat a good diet and we, we eat a variety of fruits and vegetables and balance, balanced nutrition and we physically exercise. I mean, those are obvious things that we've learned forever and ever and ever. But when it comes to mental health, it becomes a lot more challenging because we maybe don't understand it yet. Uh, it's, it's invisible. Mental health is invisible. We can't look at somebody and, and think, wow, that, that person is having some bad mental health or wow, that person is having good mental health. Chances are lots of people are covering it up with a mask or a jacket and they're hiding it. So if, if there's something that I can provide here for, um, I'm going to provide some tips for you, uh, to help with your drumming, um, in terms of mental health. But if any of these, um, are, are worthwhile and you'd like some more explanation on it, please reach out. And I'd love to, love to chat to you about it. Um, before I get started with these tips though, I do want to mention something about coping skills. That's very common for musicians. What I mean by coping skills, if, in case you're not too sure what what coping skills are. Coping skills are the physical things uh, or intellectual things that that we actually do to help us, to help uh, with the short-term effects of these feelings or the long-term effects. So for example, if you're feeling nervous or anxious, um, your, heart's, your heart's beating fast, you're sweating, you're breathing fast, you're feeling like someone's sitting on your chest, you're feeling super nervous, what are some things that you can do in order to bring your level of of anxiety down like these are what some things now in musicians <laughs> for musicians stereotypes and stigmas and uh it, it are alive and well um with some use of alcohol uh, and cannabis or other drugs um, as a way to cope with some of these skills it's very common and it's probably common more often than not um, that people will turn to alcohol or other drugs or tobacco or cannabis, for example, um, as ways to um, give short-term relief for some of these feelings that, that come up. 
um, when people turn 18 and many, many gigs happen in, um, in places that you have to be 18 years or older. And 18 is the, um, in case you're not too sure, I live in Manitoba in, in Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada. And, uh, that is the legal drinking age here. Um, and it's 19 years old to buy cannabis and 18 year old to buy tobacco and alcohol. Um, but when you can turn 18, you can go to these local establishments and you can, you know, many bands will play in bars or concert halls and things like that, that have liquor laws and licenses. And many musicians will go up and get a, get a drink just before the show, or they'll have a few drinks or, or other things before they start to play. And it's their attempt to calm their nerves or relax or, or to loosen up a little bit. And that's a very, very, very common thing for all people. And I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't, I didn't do it myself. I mean, I have, um, I have also in, had alcohol or, or a cannabis before I've started to play, but I, I noticed the version of myself that um, that I become when I'm playing with the use of these substances is not desired. Um, so is it a coping strategy? Yes, it is. It is. But is it a positive one? Um, that's some people will argue with me tooth and nail to say, yep, that, no, it helps me. So, and you know what? Good on you. That's, that's whatever. But, um, for lots of people, drugs and alcohol can be quite harmful to the human experience. Um, so my suggestion is not often to, um, I'm not going to show a tip or tell a tip about meant, uh, how to get some resilience and mental health for drummers, um, by using alcohol or drugs. No, 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 I'm not going to be doing that. Um, but I want to just be aware of that is a, uh, that is a coping strategy that exists by stereotypes and stigmas that are alive and well. Um, but, uh, here are some tips that um, I would personally recommend and something that I personally do um, that is really guaranteed to help um, with your experience on playing drums. And you can re- relate this to any other thing in your life. If it's not drums, it can use this in your personal uh, your personal personal life. Um, but it's something that's really important. So here are some tips of how to improve your mental health for drummers. Number one I have is creating a preparation routine. Uh, Preparation meaning a warm-up routine. I've talked about warm-ups before on this podcast, and I have videos of showing different warm-ups. And if you ever get the chance to watch uh, social media of lots of drummers, they will often be warming up in their dressing room before the show. And the reason they're doing that is to kind of create the connection from their brain to the, to the working muscles, uh, to wake up all the synapses that's in your nerves and to really wake up all the parts of your body that is going to be needed in order to perform at its peak best. It's kind of like an athlete, right? They warm up before they uh, perform, before they, um, go and play their game or anything like that. So drummers can be natural, absolutely the same. Now, what can be in a preparation routine? Well, uh, for myself, I have a couple, couple things that I do. And I know lots of people have many, many other things and little rituals or superstitions that they do. Mine is I like to spend a little bit of time warming up my, uh, my wrists and my arms and my physical body first. I like to get the blood pumping a little bit. 
Uh, maybe I do some push-ups or I do some jumping jacks. Sometimes I do some stretching. I always do some stretching for my, uh, my hand muscles, my wrist, my flexors, extensors, and even my shoulders as well. I always like to include stretches like that. And I also hit the uh, practice pad. As well, I do lots and lots of rudiments. Sometimes I will listen to the opening band and I'm playing my rudiment pad along with my rudiment pad, my practice pad, along with the band just to get a tempo. Sometimes I'll put on a little metronome and I'll usually play my uh, my pad for maybe five to 10 minutes. And this is just, again, trying to connect, make a connection from my brain to my hands. And it's giving me physical preparedness and it's giving me physical um benefits in order to perform very, very well. Afterwards, one last thing that I like to do, uh, which is part of my preparation routine, is I love to listen to a pump-up song. I have quite a lot of songs that I like, and I like all music, but there's a particular couple of songs that are my favorite songs, or ones that kind of give me big energy, where I can't help myself but to air drum to them. I love that stuff. So I'll sometimes put on my headphones, uh, hide, hide away, maybe in my car in the parking lot or, or I'll go into the dressing room and I'll, I'll kind of put on my headphones and I'll just, I'll just hide for a little bit. And I like to listen to these tunes to kind of get me psyched up and get me prepared for what's about to happen. So preparation routines, uh, can look a lot of different ways. And, but this is a great thing for many, many drummers. And so you don't walk into something uh, pretty cold. Your brain is already starting to stir, to stir up. It's starting to warm up. It's starting to activate. And we take away one of the elements of that could possibly get in the way of being prepared. We're taking away that evidence of, I know one of the evidences that come up is, oh, I wasn't ready for this. Oh, I should have warmed up. We're taking away one of those check marks. So your brain doesn't steer to, oh, I, I'm too tight. I'm too nervous. I'm too, uh, all, I'm too sore. All of these things. So uh, creating a preparation routine is a great suggestion for you. Another thing you can do is make a short-term positive coping plan short term. So let's say after your warm up you still are feeling a little bit of the nerves. You're feeling a bit fearful, you're feeling a bit uneasy, you're feeling a bit nervous, all of those things. You're having some of the some negative thinking. Um something that many people will try is to create a coping strategy that is best for the short term. It means it's not going to be a permanent fix, but you need a coping strategy. You need something to work for right then, right now. For some people, they turn to, as I mentioned earlier, alcohol, tobacco, things like that. Some people like to watch a funny video, listen to music, go for a walk. Um, maybe you have some jokes with some friends. Maybe you purposely go and talk to people. I've seen some people with like a fidget spinner before, or I've seen people with like some kind of um, mental activity that's, that's happening. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people try lots of different things, but you're trying to get your brain away from the negative thinking and the negative thoughts by using a short-term positive coping strategy. That's always a great one. I've seen even people do yoga or uh, meditation or deep breathing. Uh, these are great things. So what's something that you can do to, um, relieve, these feelings uh, for the short term. Uh, the third one is challenging negative thinking. That's my next tip is to challenge any negative thinking that you might have. And these, this negative thinking is probably guaranteed to happen all the time. It can happen before the show, even during the show, 
and definitely after the show. Um, I, I'll tell you an example of this. Uh, I'll use my example of when I just played this past weekend. Uh, after the show, I could probably pick out, and as I'm, I'm my worst, I'm my worst critic myself. Uh, I could probably pick out a few mistakes in my mind that I did, and I, I've learned a lot about myself now that um, I don't let that negative voice win or be louder than the other, um, because I've, I've been challenging these negative thoughts. But I would listen to the negative voice that's in my head, and I, I would hear things like. Uh, oh, I think everybody noticed when you messed up that drum fill. Or, oh man, I, did you see the look that that guitar player gave you while playing? I think he noticed a mistake. Uh, I would hear these voices from time to time, whether during or even after or as something happens. And sometimes you've got to just challenge those thoughts to actually believe if they're true. So for example, they say, oh, I think I, you made that quite a few mistakes. I, I bet you lots of people in the crowd noticed. Well, did they actually notice? Do you think that's actually true? Do you think that's really actually true? Judging from the crowd and judging from uh, the fan response and and the cheers and the claps, do you think that was actually true? So challenging your thoughts is a great way to kind of debunk and and to talk yourself off a bit of a metaphorical ledge, as you could say. So challenge any negative thinking that you might have and see and to see if it's true. Uh, the next one is to give gratitude to not only yourself, but to other people as well, because all people deserve great gratitude. Uh, when we're often thinking about these negative feelings, it's, sometimes, it's pretty good to give yourself lots of gratitude about the show. What things went really, really well, instead of focusing a lot of the negative what are some things that rent really, really well? Name a couple things. Um, I One of my, my personal favorite activities that I like to do in my own personal life is to have a gratitude journal. I love being able to, uh, at the end of the day, debrief my day and be able to just like write down some things through a positive camera lens versus seeing the world in a negative lens. Sometimes when we have those negative things happen to us or those depressive things happen to us, it feels awful. And it feels so awful that you cannot think of anything else. Well, this gratitude is a great way to start to take that negative thought and reframe it in a different way and look through a positive lens. And giving gratitude to others by just even going to say a compliment about other musicians or fans, and like saying, thank you for coming or you played really well tonight. I love that particular thing you did today. I, I really enjoyed playing with you. I want you to know, good note, good job. The power that giving gratitude and thanks to other people can give is, is tremendous. So I highly recommend uh, gratitude as another one. Uh, next one you can try is talk to somebody. And this might be quite scary for lots of people, especially if you're pretty, uh, clo- pretty close and don't want to be able to talk a lot about your feelings and stuff. But talking to someone really does help. And I'm not saying you have to talk to, you have to call someone per se, but if there's someone in your band that you can talk to, is there someone in the room that you can talk to? Is there someone you could call? Uh, and if you don't feel comfortable with any of those people, what's the next person in line that you could talk to somebody if you really needed some support? So talking to someone uh, can help you process some of these thoughts and feelings and even validate some of the thoughts and feelings that you're having um, and be able to help you with some of the, the challenging, challenging negative thinking that you might be having. 
And lastly, the last plan, uh, last tip I can provide for you is to make a self-care plan. Make a self-care plan and to use it daily, right? What does it, what does it look like to take care of yourself? What does it look, look, what does it look like? Does it involve physical exercise? Does it involve giving a call to somebody? Does it involve watching funny shows? Does it involve maybe uh, putting your phone away for, uh, for about 20 minutes a day? Being, learning to be present, learning to be in the room and, and with people. These are great things that, um, that's really important in somebody's life is learning to take care of themselves. I've taught many, many people through uh, teaching high school phys ed for years and years and years. And the thing that keeps coming up over and over again is at that age of about 16 to 18 years old, there are lots of students and people who still don't know the best way to take care of themselves. And it's hard because we're doing a lot of trial and error. We're trying to figure out this might work. This might not work. This might work. This might not work. Uh, what works for one thing, one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. Uh, drums, playing drums himself can be part of your self-care plan. Like it's a great way to, I always joke around with my students. It's like, you know, how'd you get started with drums? Well, and I, I would joke around them. Well, I was an angry kid. And I would uh, hit the drums as a way to deal with my anger. But I, I learned that uh, playing drums through anger can make beautiful music. So <laughs> that was always my, my go-to line. And I, I still firmly believe that. It was, a, it was a way to expel lots of these feelings and, and thoughts that were going on in my personal life into, into music. So this is a great, great thing to, to make sure you try and get on top of is having a self-care plan and try to use it every single day. Every single day, just like you would for physical exercise or taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is always, should always be part of your, of your day. So my tips again is number one is create a preparation routine or create a good routine for your warm up and get your body physically ready. Number two is make a short term positive coping plan. When in need, what can you do? What can you do right then and there? Number three is challenging your negative thinking. Have a way to challenge some of those negative or depressive thoughts that might come in your head and see if they're actually true. Number four is giving gratitude. Give gratitude to you and to other people. Number five, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody who can support you. Talk to somebody who can support you to help you process. And last, lastly is make a self-care plan and use it daily. Super, super, super important. So I really hope that lots of these these tips will help you. And I hope that I've, maybe you and I have connected uh, through the microphone and the speakers here about some of these these topics. Uh, I'd love to be a support for you as well, going through your journey. I know um, drummers can really understand other drummers uh, and maybe the thoughts and uh, having some empathy that way. I would really, really, uh, I'd really love to do that for anybody. So if you're looking for some support and would love to chat, please reach out to me at BH Drum Academy. Uh, before I go, though, uh, I would like to actually read one of my um, one of my favorite poems. And I'm usually not a poem guy, but I remember once upon a time, one of my darkest periods I was going through, uh, I was going through a divorce and I, had, I had, was struggling to figure out who I was as an individual. And I um, remember going into a therapist's office one time and I saw this poem on the wall and it spoke to me in many, many volumes. And to this day, I still have a copy of this poem right up above my desk. 
uh, at my teaching job and I have it right up on my phone and I have it right here at my desk in my studio um, as a way to um, read, as a way to kind of look at and read and review anytime I'm going through a difficult time or an, uh, I'm feeling one of these feelings that we're talking about earlier that's, that's pretty unwanted. Uh, and this is something that I do for my own self-care plan. And one of my, this is my short-term positive coping strategy. And I want to end it with it today because it's a very powerful poem and I hope it brings power to you. And I will, um, and I, this is how I will sign out today. Uh, so I really hope you enjoy. The poem is called, I Am Me. And it's written by Virginia Satir. Virginia Satir was an author and a family therapist um, and who wrote this poem. And uh, she was actually currently at the time working with a teenage girl who had a lot of questions about her, about herself and, um, and kind of what life meant and, and how to operate it and what to do when, when things are out of control. So uh, I'd like to share this with you. It's called I Am Me. I Am Me. In all the world, there is no one exactly like me. There are persons who have some parts like me, but no one adds up exactly like me. Therefore, everything that comes out of me is authentically mine, because I alone choose it. I own everything about me. My body, including everything it does. My mind, including all its thoughts and ideas. My eyes, including the images of all they behold. My feelings, whatever they may be, anger, joy, frustration, love, disappointment, excitement. My mouth and all the words that come out of it, polite, sweet or rough, correct or incorrect. My voice, loud or soft. And all my actions, whether they be to others or to myself. I own all my fantasies, my dreams, my hopes, my fears. I own all my triumphs and successes, all my failures and mistakes. Because I own all of me, I can become intimately acquainted with me. By doing so, I can love me and be friendly with me in all my parts. I can then make it possible for all of me to work in my best interests. I know there are some aspects about myself that puzzle me, and other aspects that I do not know. But as long as I am friendly and loving to myself, I can courageously and hopefully look for solutions to the puzzles and for ways to find out more about me. However I look, whatever I say and do, whatever I think and feel at a given time is me. This is authentic and represents where I am in that moment in time. When I review later how I looked and sounded, what I said and I did, and how I thought and I felt, some parts may turn out to be unfitting. I can discard that with which is unfitting and keep that which proved fitting and invent something new for that which I discarded. I can see, hear, feel, think, say, and do. I have the tools to survive, to be close to others, to be productive, and to make sense and order out of the world, of people and things outside of me. I own me, and therefore, I can engineer me. 
I am me and I am okay. Thanks so much for listening to the BH Drum Pod. You can find me on Instagram at, at bhjumpacademy or www.bhjumpacademy.com. Talk to you soon, friends.